live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here for another episode of Live from America. Thank you so very much for joining in with me uh, today, every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, three times a day now, well, except for Fridays, for Rise Up Live from America and so many other great shows here on LFA TV. It truly is an honor to have you guys here with us. Thank you so very much. And a big shout out to Isabella Riley. And a big shout out again to uh, my good friend, Anna Perez. What a, uh, what a great friendship her and I have had, uh, you know, meeting each other all the way back in the uh, Real America's Voice News days. And, you know, now she's, she's free. You know, she's, she's free to be a freelance writer. She's free to do her own podcast. She's free to get her own sponsors. She's free. And ladies and gentlemen, isn't that what it's all about, being free? In a, in a time where we see all of these other uh, conservative networks acting like 12-year-olds, fighting over absolutely everything under the sun, money and everything else, it truly is a, uh, uh, a blessing to be here at LFA TV with all these great people who are only interested in getting out the truth. It's all about the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you again very much. Uh, let me know if you can hear me okay, if the volume is okay. Uh, we did a little bit of adjusting here in the LFA studio. Big shout out uh, to Eli, producer Eli. Big shout out to every other host here on LFA TV uh, and producer producer Frankie, you know, Sean, Kevin, everybody. Uh, so great. Tomorrow, Man in America comes back. He's been... Uh, uh, Seth has been down at the uh, the Reawaken tour, uh, so we've got so much more coming, and we just appreciate all of your guys' love and sharing and watching and commenting all day, every single day. Having said that, let's get to the, uh, today's, tonight's, I should say, uh, open video, and that's going to be Peter Ducey. Is Peter Ducey not a legend? Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Ducey, thank God we have Peter Ducey in the, uh, the White House uh, press briefing room. Because if it wasn't for somebody like Peter Ducey, they're holding uh, the upside-down mops <laughs> feet to the fire, if she has feet, um, then, uh, then I don't think we'd get, we, we would have anybody, or at least uh, c- courage would not be contagious. Uh, we'll say that. So let's go to this first video of Mean Jean Kareen Pierre, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, Peter Ducey just coming right out and asking her what most people are thinking. Straight out candid question. Are you guys involved in a cover-up or not? I absolutely love it. Let's check this out. Uh, the garbage pail kid of the White House and Peter Ducey round, what, 125 or something? I don't know. Anyway, check it out, folks. The House Oversight Committee chairman says this document situation has all the makings of a potential cover-up 
Is President Biden involved in a cover-up? We've been very clear here, oh, here from comes. this administration. The president has been very clear yep, yep. that um, he takes this very seriously. Oh, so seriously. When it comes to the when it comes to classified information, when it comes to classified documents, and that his team has been um, has been fully cooperative uh, with this legal matter. Anything uh. else, Peter? And this is and I'm, I'm going to be very serious. You asked me kind of a question that everybody laughed at. Oh, get serious. Interesting question to ask. But uh. any other uh, any other underlying questions that you may have? I would refer you to my colleagues, the White House counsel. I'm going to continue uh, to be prudent. I'm going to be continue to be consistent and refer you uh, to any questions you have. There. Hey, you know what I... The you know, House Oversight Committee chairman on, says on, this right. document situation... Hey, do you know what I would say if I wasn't involved in a cover-up? No, we're not involved in a cover-up. And that is an, uh, that is an offensive question, and how dare you? Like, if, you were, if, if I was not involved in a cover-up in any way, shape, or form, and anybody on planet Earth or, or, or off planet Earth said to me, excuse me, sir, are you involved in a cover-up? My answer would be, no, I'm not involved in a cover-up. Want to know why? Because I'm not involved in a cover-up. Do you know what my answer would be if I was involved in a cover-up, but I didn't want to say that I was involved in a cover-up? If I was too much of a coward to just say, yeah, we are, come and catch us, right? I mean, if you, <laughs> if you got a backbone, and you're doing something wrong, just say, yeah, we are. Uh, come and try to prove us wrong. Come and try to catch us, right? That's never going to happen. So if I was involved in a cover-up, and obviously if I'm involved in covering things up, then I am a coward, and I have zero integrity anyway. So the option of saying, yeah, I'm involved in the cover-up, come get me. Uh, the only other alternative is to say, see, look, we're taking this very seriously. Yeah, yeah, we get that wasn't the question. And I've told you many times, yeah, yeah, I told us many times, the answer to the wrong question. We're asking, are you involved in a cover-up? It's so easy to say no. Guys, isn't it so easy to just say, no, I'm not involved in a cover-up. So easy. Not for mean, Jean, Kareen, Pierre. But uh, this, is, this is another thing that I like. It, it, let's go to this. Uh, we got this video. Here it is. Okay, here's another thing that's great is when he, uh, he says to her, when you guys found, you know, even more documents, you know, six more documents. He says to her, you know, assuming that she, the White House press secretary, was going to have to deal with it because Biden is like, oh, come on, man. I'm the great. It's not a joke. It's not a joke, man. Come on, man. I no more think of myself as old as I am than fly. Come on, man. She's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Peter Deuce, he says, hey, what four letter word did you use? When you found out that there was more documents, <laughs> listen, listen to this, this is great. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny. Oh, my goodness, Peter. Um, <laughs> Uh, President Biden is still intending to run for re-election in 2024, right? Uh, I'll just repeat what the president said after the midterm election, which is he intends to run. I'm going to be very careful from here, as you know, uh, because we are covered by the Hatch Act. Oh, yeah, the and, Hatch Act, uh, the Hatch Act. You never hatched. You're still a baby in the egg. You don't, you never developed. You never, you never, you never developed, you know, natural human emotion or natural human ability, you know, like to answer a question. You're still stuck in the egg, Mean Gene. You never hatched. You're the runt. 
You're the one that nobody cared about. You're the one that the parents thought died, and so they just kind of left you there for to fend for yourself, and you didn't do a good job. I'm protected by the Hatch Act. <laughs> oh, Peter Ducey. Uh, I, I assume President you know, Biden still plans to run for re-election <laughs> after all this. I mean, that's why I say he uh, he does a great job in there because, you know, he uh, he gets to the he he gets to the the the, the meat and potatoes in a very different way than I would get to the the meat and potatoes. Put it this way. He gets to the meat and potatoes while still keep being able to keep his job. Ladies and gentlemen, please let us know where you're watching from. If you're watching here on Rumble, uh, if you're watching on Roku or Fire Stick or anything like that, thank you very much. Please join in the Rumble chat. We would love to see you. We would love to know your name and where you're from. We would love to see the engagement. We'd love to see the likes. We'd love to see the Rumbles and the shares. So just come over real quick and let us know who you are. And let's pop on that Rumble chat right now, baby. There it is. Right on cue. Thank you. We got great producers here. So we've got Michelle Groff in the building, which we love so very much. Uh, Weiser said she does what she's told. Amen. Share, share, share. He deserves an award for journalism. Yeah, he does real journalism, Barbara. And that's amazing. Thank you very much. Let's be clear. Mean Gene, you need a new wig. That is true. Big shout out from Lisa from Pennsylvania. Brenda from Southwest Virginia. Good to see you, girl. Thank you. Wanda's in the building. Deb Yoakum, I love you, Deb. Say hi to your sister for me. Good to see you guys both in here. Thank you so very much. Tim is in the building. How you doing? We've got Iowa in the building. Gotta love Iowa. Gotta love the great Midwest. That corn-fed people out there. That's what I am. I'm corn-fed. Um, hold on. Somebody said, I went to Jeremy's website. What did that say? To place an order for coffee. Well, thank you so very much. Darlene from Michigan is watching. Good to see you. Jerry from OHIO in the building. Kathy, good to see you. Thank you very much. Vicky from Central Commie, Michigan, she said. Thank you very much. Um, man, look at this chat. Just blow up, ladies and gentlemen. Tim and Rhea Gustafson. Hey, Tim Gustafson, ladies and gentlemen. You guys remember Tim, right? Tim helped you guys get your Medicare. Give a big shout out to Tim and Rhea. Those homeschooling, patriotic, conservative, Christian, great people over there. Uh, Tammy watching from Utah. Good to see you. Joe Bo is in the building. RMA Apparel. Make sure you check RMA Apparel out online. Holly, make sure you also check um, uh, Advantage Specialties. Jane down in Florida. Barb Naylor with Kind Embroidery. Mountain Life Threads. So many more, folks. I love all of you so very much. Let's get right there, too. The good word. Let's go to the uh, gospel, not gossip, right? Ladies and gentlemen, it's gospel, not gossip. As we read from our Lord here on January 23rd, year of our Lord, 2023. Jeremy, get organic coffee. I will someday. Look, I'm just trying to make a buck. I don't even have a buck to make a buck. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to do what I can at the same time is give out quality stuff. You know what I mean? I'll get there someday. I love you, Lacey. Your weakness and broke brokenness draw me ever so near to you what is that saying that means when you are hitting rock bottom that is when God is drawn to you as you open yourself up to my healing presence I fill you with peace that transcends understanding you want to know how hard it is for a Christian to try to explain to a uh a person who's not yet uh or has yet to uh 
to let their guard down, a person who has yet to um, uh, stop being prideful and to humble themselves in Jesus. I, I refuse to use the word unbeliever. Everybody believes in Christ inherently in their heart. That's why they have a conscience. But can you imagine being a Christian, trying to get somebody who's not made that full, uh, that full leap as, with a journey with Jesus, trying to explain to them what real peace is? You, you can't exp- explain it. It is unexplainable. It is transcends understanding. Trust me in the depths of your being where I live in union with you. Amen. Where I live in union with you in the depths of your being. That is why so many people who go to prison um, are found by Jesus because they are at rock bottom. They're at rock bottom. Guess who Jesus built his church on? The rock of Peter, ladies and gentlemen. It truly is. Truly is wonderful. Uh, Isaiah 42.3 says, A bruised reed will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. Talking about the devil, right? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And before you turn out that light tonight, LFA family, while you rest your head... On God's chest, he's watching over you and all that concerns you. Can you imagine running up and grabbing Jesus and just embracing Jesus and putting your head on his shoulder, putting your head on his chest, and just you'd never want to let go? That's the kind of peace that God is talking about. Let's go to the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, in the Lord's Prayer, as we have 3,500 people approaching here on Rumble. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever in Jesus' name. Amen. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Kingdom, power, glory. All things that are a free gift to you. If you just say, Jesus, I need you today. Let's lift up our cups and let's have our first slurp of that beautiful American pecan rise up coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, Woo! Ooh, that gourmet coffee. It's got a, oh, it smells the house of, 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 of southern pecan, pecan pecan depending on where you're from ah ooh, here we go i gotta say i love me some curfee here we go folks first and foremost section of the day Ooh, you're gonna love it you're gonna love it karma 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 tastes so good sometimes now not that i want to brag in an i told you so way but uh <laughs> i told you so fbi special agent The FBI special agent who investigated President Donald J. Trump in the fake, phony Russia hoax. Okay, it's all phony. It's it's all fake. He was just arrested, folks. You remember how I always told you that these Democrats, when they point their finger at you, they did this. Republicans did this. Christian conservatives did this. See that? Three pointers, three fingers pointed right back at them. Meaning that they are triple as guilty as the people that they're going, oh, look at what they're doing. Oh, look at what they're doing. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, this FBI special agent who investigated Donald J. Trump over the fake, phony uh, Russian dossier, the, the Russian hoax, all of it, he was just arrested, ladies and gentlemen, for conspiring with Russian oligarchs. You cannot make this up, folks. Are we living in a simulation here? Are we living in the matrix here, to quote my friend Antonio Sabato Jr.? Hundred problems said, okay, this is it, Jeremy. I will never ask for a shout-out again. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Now you have to ask for a shout-out again. Hundred Patriots, God bless you, man. Isn't it amazing? The same things that they say that the world is guilty of, boy, they're just guilty of them themselves, aren't they? Let's get into this. I love it. I love it when a plan comes together. I really do. Former special agent in charge of counterintelligence in the New York field office by the name of Charles McGonigal <laughs> was arrested on Saturday night for conspiring with Oleg Deripaska, a sanctioned Russian oligarch. How about that? Charles McGonigal was hit with five, a five-count indictment and charged with violating and conspiring to violate the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, otherwise known as IEEPA, and with conspiring to commit money laundering and money laundering. Mr. McGonigal retired in 2018, according to the DOJ's press release. And while working with the FBI, he supervised and participated in investigations of Russian oligarchs, including the guy that he is right now arrested and indicted for being uh, for colluding with, Deripaska. Isn't it incredible? Per the DOJ, not that I believe anything they say, attorney Damian Williams said, as alleged, Charles McGonigal, a former high-level FBI official, and Sergei Shishastev, a court interpreter, violated U.S. sanctions by agreeing to provide services to Oleg Deripaska, a sanctioned Russian oligarch. The, they both previously worked with Deripaska to attempt to have his sanctions removed. As public servants, they should have known better. The office will continue to prosecute those who violate U.S. sanctions enacted in response to Russian belligerents in the Ukraine or in Ukraine in order to line their own pockets. As alleged, Mr. McGonigal and Mr. Shistastikov, both U.S. citizens acted on behalf of Deripaska and fraudulently used a U.S. entity to obscure their activity in violation of U.S. sanctions. After sanctions are imposed, they must be enforced equally against all U.S. citizens in order to be successful. There are no exceptions for anyone, including a former FBI official like Mr. McGonigal. My question is, what did McGonigal do to the DOJ and the FBI to just basically come out with all of the stuff they probably already knew to begin with? Like, again, ladies and gentlemen, um... The same thing going on with Biden. There's no way that Biden's lawyers, all these people, by the way, who were not supposed to be, by the way, who were not supposed to be uh, handling classified information, okay, by the way, they're not supposed to be handling it, but all of these people just all of a sudden woke up one day and said, you know what, darn it, I have been touched by an angel. The Holy Spirit has guided me this morning to wake up and darn it, do the right thing. So we're going to go find all these classified uh, documents that apparently have been hidden for seven years, but we're going to go find them. We're going to go get them. And then we're going to go turn them in because darn it, nobody is above the law. Sound a little bit familiar. Either way, 
What's good for the goose is good for the gander, I guess. Continue to dig trenches or pits for us to fall into. Continue to set traps for us to step into. And guess what? You will fall into those pits and die. You will step into those traps and be stuck, caught like a rabid wild animal. Lisa Nockhan says, Jeremy, God is good. I will be returning to work this weekend. Praise God. Can everybody just say, praise God, PTL right now? Everybody in the chat, PTL right now for Lisa Nockhan. Amazing. Beautiful, wonderful news. The LFA family was able to help her out with money. And so far this, this month already, this year, this month, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do one more round of helping somebody out. And we are already on our way to, we're going to crush that 75000 this year. I guarantee it. But great news, great news. Now, moving on from the uh, FBI agent who investigated Donald Trump for Russian collusion, uh, colluded with Russia and got arrested, let's move on. Because some of our uh, patriotic uh, men and women who are stuck in the D.C. gulag have been found guilty on all charges in this swampy, disgusting, dirty D.C. kangaroo court that is prosecuting people for entering the Capitol building, which they were invited into, allowed into, and even, if you ask me, given a tour of the people's property. But retired firefighter Richard Barnett, Barnett, who sat and posed in Pelosi's office with his feet on the desk, remember that? Well, he was just convicted on all charges, folks. J6, let my people go, right? Convicted on all charges. Retired firefighter. Served his community. Walked in. Did no harm to anybody. Put his feet on a desk that we pay for. And he was convicted in a kangaroo court. 3,700 people watching right now, folks. Please take this feed. Share it five times. Five platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Getter, Gab, and Telegram. Get him out there and do not forget to rumble the video. Robert Barnett, the man who was photographed with his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk on January 6, 2021 was arrested in Arkansas two days after the protest. Richard Barnett's trial is being held, was being held last week and uh, this week in the biased D.C. court. We already learned from the trial that an FBI official admitted under oath that a group of agitators were highly trained. Remember that? We touched on that and reported on that last week. Uh, Destroyed security barriers and fencing and lured people to the Capitol grounds that day. Now, this was all before Trump supporters reached the Capitol that day. I was already gone, by the way. It was all a setup. We know it. And now the government is using billions of taxpayer dollars to round up Trump supporters, cage them like animals and terrorists, and run them through kangaroo courts before they're even sent to prison for several years, not given and not afforded the basic human rights that you and I or anybody else would be afforded here in the great uh, United States of America of bail. Many of the protesters, by the way, it's worth noting, didn't even enter the U.S. Capitol building on January 6th. I, am, I have to praise God Almighty that I am not rotting in the D.C. Gulag for even being in D.C. that day. Today, Richard was found guilty on all eight charges in this D.C. kangaroo court. The convictions are all a joke. 
Richard committed zero violence, but he took an envelope from one of the desks and wrote her a note. Hey, Nancy. Big O was here. Biatch, it says. Barnett, was, uh, who testified in his defense last week, said that he was pushed into the Capitol and unknowingly entered Pelosi's office searching for a bathroom. He claimed he took the envelope because it had his uh, blood on it, and he only intended to use it, uh, use the stun gun for defense purposes. Immediately after the verdict was read in court, Barnett said he was absolutely not given a fair trial. Quote, I think this venue should have been changed. Amen. This is not a jury of my peers. I don't agree with the decision, but I do appreciate the process. We're surely going to appear appeal. Barnett was convicted of entering and remaining in a restricted building or, or grounds with a deadly or dangerous weapon. The stun gun, by the way. He, allow, he, he, uh, he also was found guilty of taking a letter and writing an offensive note to Nancy Pelosi. Barnett is a retired firefighter from Arkansas, the great, wonderful, beautiful state of Arkansas. I want to pop on the Rumble chat here. I want to see what you guys are saying about this kangaroo court and what is going on in D.C. Do you believe that enough work is being done or do you believe that not enough work is being done? No one will ever go to another protest, said Savvy Granny. Well, that is exactly what I think the left is trying to do. Disencourage you, or discourage you, not discourage you, discourage you from protesting while letting Antifa, the idea, burn down Atlanta, right? Shameful to happen in America, says V. Maxter. Cheryl Williams, I believe that will happen. Brandon Straka stood on the steps for eight minutes and was arrested. This is horrible, says RJ Cat. I agree. Now, n- no, a farce. How can it be illegal? That is supposed to be our house. Yes, and over 500 pled guilty. I know. So sad. A jackass DC needs to close permanently. I agree. I agree. Wish I could have left her a note. So do I. I wish Nancy Pelosi would come on this show. I would literally give a month's salary and not pay my bills and risk having my utilities shut off to have Nancy Pelosi come on this show and not duck out of here the minute that I put her in her place and made her teeth fall out of her head. Not enough. I agree. Not enough is being done. Look at everybody. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Trump will take care of them when he gets into office. Well, that's a good point by my friend, Carol Leak. Now, Carol Leak and I go way back, like four flats on a Cadillac, if you know what I'm saying. Carol Leak and I go way back to uh, 2016, before the mother of all rallies, back in my Facebook days. She used to watch. She used to know what was going on. She watched me urinate on a live video on a picture of Hillary Clinton's face. She watched me uh, drink bourbon with two... two uh, Two bourbons at the same time on a live video calling out pedophiles right to their face on the street. Those were the days, Carol Leak. But she does have a point. President Trump will make everything right. All the wrongs he will make right back when he comes back. Amen. I agree, Carol. I agree. But look at everybody saying not enough. I agree, man. Not even close. Not even close. I would really like to see Kevin McCarthy work some wonders. in I'll tell you what, folks. Check this out. If Kevin McCarthy could get those people out of jail, I would say that I was sorry to him for, I would, I would take back every McCoward statement that I ever made because he would truly be a changed man. He would truly be a changed man. Mary said, we would pay your utilities, Jeremy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I, would, I appreciate that. 
Look at that. Jun, they're a perfect statement. Antifa can burn and pillage. Get bailed out by Kamala Harris. Patriots go into a capital and end up with no rights. Amen. You guys, you guys are in the know, man. You guys are at the tip of the spear. You know exactly what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll tell you what. I wish I could have. I wish I could have went into Nancy Pelosi's office with a couple of these bad boys and cut up all that furniture, all that beautiful leather that she sits on them. Beautiful, those beautiful chairs that are probably worth five thousand a piece. But then this would be labeled as a an assault chainsaw, and these would be outlawed. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to our first amazing sponsor. Um, last time uh, that we showed this product in, in, in December for Christmas, this guy sold out of these, sold out of these bad boys. And then he was gone for a little bit. He restocked. He came back. It's back in stock, ladies and gentlemen. 50% off. No shipping and handling. Mini chainsaws with thousands of Americas uh, that thousands of Americans are in love with. It can be operated with just one hand, and it can help trim your trees twice as fast without even having somebody come on site and do it, without having to borrow a chainsaw from your neighbor. Look at that. Look how small that is. See how small that is in that guy's hand? It is beautiful. Super, super sharp. Just as sharp as a chainsaw. Very, very powerful. Check these things out, guys. They are awesome. TacRightLFATV.com. Again, TacRightLFATV.com. I got them for Christmas. I was hoping I would get them for Christmas, and I did, and I love them. Check them out, ladies and gentlemen. A proud sponsor of LFATV. That is TacRightLFATV.com. And you can go cut up anything that you want. Just be, you know, mindful, you know. Don't literally go to the Capitol and cut up things. The FBI is probably like, Jeremy Harrell just literally said chainsaw, Nancy Pelosi, office, and Capitol, all in the same paragraph. Go get, uh, pay him a visit and arrest him immediately. I would say, rise up <laughs> if they came in. I would rise up, ladies and gentlemen. I really would. Look at that. Rosebed said, we love our tack right saw. We love our tack right saw. I do too. Folks, let's see if we can get uh, 4,500 people watching. I need each of you to share to five different platforms right now and rumble this video while we go back to the uh, to Congress here real quick and talk about Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries is trying to force a fight with Kevin McCarthy. I guess we're going to see who's got more testicular fortitude. Is it going to be uh, Muslim Hakeem Jeffries or I would hope Christian Kevin McCarthy I don't know if he's he. I don't know if he's a Christian, but I know he hasn't deserve. He doesn't uh, deserve, uh, you know, all of our trust yet. But Jeffries uh, submits as a in an attempt to make Kevin McCarthy make good on his promises. Hakeem Jeffries, knowing full well that it wasn't going to get anywhere. Literally, I could pick up Stacey Abrams and hurl her. I could physically throw Stacey Abrams further than Hakeem Jeffries expected this to go. But he, he submits Adam Schiff, Eric Fartwell Swalwell, and Ilhan, I married my brother Omar, for Intel panel committee uh, spots, knowing full well that McCarthy promised to kick them off just as an opportunity to see if Kevin McCarthy will make uh, good on his promise. But really what's he, what he's doing is just picking a fight with MAGA. You want to pick a fight with MAGA, Hakeem Jeffries? You want to pick a fight with MAGA, Obama, if you ordered him off Wish? All right, we can do that. 
the head of the Democrats. <laughs> Yay! I'm the I'm the smartest moron in the room. Yay! The head of House Democrats, Hakeem Jeffries, has submitted Representatives Adam Shifty Shifthead Schiff of De- of, of California, Eric Fartwell Swalwell of California, to sit on the powerful Intel Committee setting up a battle with Republican leaders who are vowing to keep them off the panel. Now, Kevin McCarthy has a lot more wiggle room when it comes to the Intelligence Committee as he does House Foreign Affairs Committees or other committees, okay? Because with the Intel Committee, um, Kevin McCarthy can unilaterally say who's on it and who's not, but he cannot do so with the House Foreign Affairs Committee, which is um, where Ilhan Omar was basically submitted to by Hakeem Jeffries. So, separately, Democrats this week are also expected to seat Representative Ilhan Omar from Minnesota on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, the last place that that terrorist should be, according to a source familiar with the Democrats' plans, who will likely prompt GOP leaders to hold a floor vote to remove her. They want to make this a spectacle. They want the American people to see the Republicans bias against a woman of color who is a Muslim. That's what they're trying to do here. They know, like I said, this is going to go as far as you or I picking up Stacey Abrams and throwing her physically. It's not going to go anywhere. But what they want is games, political games. And the the same thing that they're always accusing the Republicans of. I want to read this letter that was sent to Kevin McCarthy from Obama off wish, which is Hakeem Jeffries. He said that the top Democrats on the intelligence panel, which would be Schiff and Swalwell, are both imminently qualified to continue their service on the committee. Imminently qualified. Kevin McCarthy alone said, if you guys saw the same briefing that I got about Eric Fartwell, you would understand this guy can't even get a security clearance, let alone be on the intel committee. He can't even get a security clearance. If you can't get a security clearance, you should not be allowed to be able to sit in Congress. That's what I think. Together, these members have over two decades of distinguished leadership, providing uh, oversight of our nation's intelligence community in addition to their prosecutorial work in law enforcement prior to serving in Congress Now, unlike most committees, however, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has special rules empowering the Speaker to assign the panel members in consultation with the minority leader. That means McCarthy can also decline to seat members without relying on a full House vote. However, the Foreign Affairs Committee will have to go to a full House vote. Kevin McCarthy can't unilaterally do things like Nancy Pelosi did. So, that's going to be in a full House vote, and you watch, mark my words, right now, this is all so that the Democrats can paint the Republicans as racist, xenophobic, uh, uh, womanizing, whatever whatever word they come up with, that bigots, right? Hair 2 said, Jeremy, my hubby said you crack him up. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I have to show you a very, um, a very disturbing, I would say viewer discretion advised. I don't think I need to. But I need to see 4,000 people in this chat or in this rumble feed right now on this rumble video before I show you this very disturbing news. 
And while we wait to get to 4,000, and that's only going to come from you sharing, while we, when we hit 4,000, I'll show you this video, but I will tell you what this video, or this, I mean, I will show you this photo, what these photos are kind of surrounding. So the Democrats right now are in a full-out climate scam, right? The WEF, the WHO, all these alphabet global agencies are, are literally shoving climate change down your throat so badly that they're telling you that climate lockdowns are coming next, right? And in doing so, they have to get rid of cars, right? The WEF, they even said there, cars will not be in the future. That's what they said. One guy from Saudi Arabia, some loser from Saudi Arabia said, there will be no cars in the future. Yeah, okay. All right, guy. Anyway, cars are one of the things that they need to get rid of. They need to get rid of anything that has to do with gas. They need to make everything electric, even though that those batteries that they mine, the, uh, the silver and all of that for, the lithium batteries that they mine for, that's far worse for the environment than anything else, okay? We're almost there, folks. Let's keep it going. But what I'm going to show you right now is a photo. I don't even know if she's aware is behind her, but this photo of Kathy Hochul, And what is behind her in one of these photos could absolutely kill her and kill her entire house and kill the entire state. It is so dangerous. Here it is, folks. Look at that gas stove. Folks, is that not a gas stove behind Kathy Hochul? They don't wear masks. They demand you to. They hang out in Davos and they preach that you eat bugs, live in pods while they eat cows and real meat. They want you to drive crappy electric, electric cars while flying around in their private jets. Now they want to ban gas stoves. Kathy Hochul, folks, is one of the biggest anti-gas stove people there is. They're going to kill everybody. Does she know that there's a gas stove behind her? Folks, literally right behind her is a gas stove. Does she know that that thing can kill her? I don't think she does. <gasps> folks, this is not a joke. This is serious stuff. This is not a joke. America can do a lot of things, but what we can't do is defend ourselves from a gas stove, especially one that sneaks up behind you like that. Now, Kathy Hochul has a proposal to ban gas stoves in New York homes by 2025. I don't know if she knows, but there's one in her house. How the hell are you allowed to do that? I don't know if she knows. Everybody should go to uh, uh, Kathy Hochul's Facebook page right now and let her know. Kathy, there is a darn gas stove in your house right now. If you're going to ban them, you got to get it out of your house first. I like that. FKH. I know exactly what that means, and I like it. Long story short, folks. Rules for you and not for me. Rules for thee and not for me. Got to ban gas stoves. Kathy Hochul wants wants gas stoves gone in New York by 2025. I just showed you two pictures with her and gas stoves. How's that possible? How's that possible? Just in case nobody saw, let's pop the picture on again, folks. That's that's scary. Look, that's clearly a gas stove. This is a grill that is powered by gas. What the heck is going on here? Folks, I'm so scared for Kathy. How many burners are on that bad boy? Six, eight? You're going to kill the whole country, Kathy. From, from now on, folks, it's no longer Karen. Karen's, you're off the hooks. It's Kathy's now. Stop being a Kathy. No, I'm just kidding. Kathy Cappy's going to be so mad at me. It's Kathy with a K, though, Kathy. So everything's all right. Oh, Kathy Hochul. She's going to kill everybody. 
Ladies and gentlemen, can we just pop a, can we, here it is right here. <laughs> Where is it? Hold on. We've got the, uh, we've got the sound by here. I think this is, I, I really believe this is Kathy Hochul's problem right here. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> it sure is, Kathy. Mm. But folks, don't, when we're talking about idiots, morons, dummies like Kathy Hochul. Wait, first of all, can we just go ahead? I don't even need to do the whole thing. I just want to give her the, there it is. I just want to give her that. Dumb, dumb award of the day for Miss Kathy Hochul, ladies and gentlemen. Truly stupid. Truly stupid. Kathy Hypocrisy Hochul. Anyway, another loser, another a uh, where birds of a feather flock together, right? Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, uber-rich Jeff Bezos. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you'll know that uh, not long ago he bought the Washington Post. The WAPO, as they abbreviate it. He bought the Washington Post for $250 million. I would argue that it's worth a hell of a lot less now. <laughs> a lot less now. A lot, okay? However... Jeff Bezos is going to sell the Washington Post in a bid to buy the NFL's Washington Commanders, a.k.a. the Redskins, better known as the Redskins. Oh, that would suck so bad. Being a Redskin player and knowing that Jeff Bezos is going to buy you and own you and be your boss. But to do so, he wants to sell the Washington Post. Can I make a bid? Can we all pool our money together? Can we get... 50,000 Americans together and pool together the money and buy the Washington Post, $250 million. Let's see how much that would be. Let's bring up the old calculator because, you know, Common Core is math today. I can't do it. $250 million, there it is, divided by 50,000 people. Folks, that's only 5 Gs apiece. I think we can get 5 Gs. I think each, I think we could 50,000 people, or, uh, That many people can round up uh, 5Gs, right? We could buy the Washington Post. We could own one of the largest news outlets in the country, and we could prevent it from going, staying woke. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Or or better yet, Elon, where he at, bruh? Elon lost $200 billion last year. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I'm just saying, Trump, you got billions? Go buy that bad boy. Why don't you take one of their fighters off the playing field? WAPO's a big company. You could clean house. You could flip that baby and make it real news again. That's a big company, folks. That is a big company. We should buy it. It should be powered by the people, just like LFA TV. Look at that. Everybody said, (laughs) Holly said, I'll put in $63.18. Hey, every bit counts, right? Every bit counts. But hey, seriously, if, if we can't, if, I'm just saying, that sounds like a good idea to me. But if we can't do it, then somebody like President Trump should do it. He should get some investors together and they should buy the Washington Post. Why? Not for the reason of making millions of dollars off media. No, 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 no. To take a major soldier of the left off the playing field. I say we do it. How about you? Raise your hand in the chat. Let's bring up that chat. Let's see what the LFA family thinks about buying the Washington Post. Jeff Bezos wants to sell it. I'll tell you why he wants to sell it. Because it's a failing newspaper. We wouldn't even have to pay $250 million, folks. You wouldn't even have to pay that much for it. He bought it when it was actually still worth money. It's worth crap now. We could probably get it for a heck of a lot less. We could call it Harpo. Trumpo. (laughs) We can call it that. Um, 
Elon said that the jab gave him deadly side effects. Yes, he did. I have a friend all electric here in Pennsylvania, over 1,400 a month. Over 1,400 in a month. Great opportunity for Trump. Yeah, I'd say so too. Make WAPO great again. What about that? I agree. Newspaper for truth. Hand is raised. I got 5K, says Little Miss Sun, or $5, maybe. Maybe it's $5. I have $5. Hey, whatever we got to do. I'm just saying, I think if it, it, it would be a smart move. It would be a smart move for somebody like Trump to buy it and, and, and get, them off the, uh, get them off the map. And again, it's not about newspaper, folks. They're just like, uh, they're just like uh, New York Times. They're fully digital now, too. They're fully digital as well. Look at, they're all over social media. They're all over social media. They, they, have a, they have a huge, huge, huge network. But they're not worth $250 million. I can tell you that. Tell you what is 200, worth $250 million, and that is a peaceful night of sleep. A peaceful night of sleep, relief from your joint pain, without any side effects. How about go to CBD? How about let's put a big dent in their, uh, in their soldiers on the field in the way of news, and let's put a big dent in Big Pharma. By not buying Big Pharma anymore, that means aspirins. That means any kind of pain relief. That means any kind of sleep, uh, sleep medication, any kind of melatonin or anything like that. It's all made for and manufactured by these Big Pharma companies. Guess what is not manufactured by Big Pharma? CBD. Now, you'd think they'd want to get in on it. You'd think that they would want to sell CBD to all the millions of people out there that are realizing that CBD is great. They won't. Why? Because it's all natural. Well, Pretty much all natural. I don't want to say that because I'm, uh, I'm not a nutritionist here. Uh, the only thing that I'm very well uh, versed in is, is Field of Greens. Uh, but I will tell you who is versed in this. Lacey Barcelo. Uh, Barcelo? Barcelo? I think it's Barcelo. Lacey is. But I can tell you personally, as a user of CBD, and as my family is now users of CBD, and my dad and my mom have switched completely to CBD, once you try it, for whatever reason you're buying it for, whether it's rest, whether it's relief, whether it's focus, whether it's to stay awake, whether it's whatever it is, you'll never go back to pharmaceuticals. So go to cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com. Use the promo code LFA, ladies and gentlemen, and let's put a dent in these massive pharmaceutical companies. It seriously is great stuff. Moving on, because we've got 13 minutes and i got a whole hell of a lot to get to. First thing I want to get to is MSNBC. Folks, they are so upset about what's going on with these documents. Morning Mika and Slow Joe, I'm sure you guys know them, right? Morning Mika and Slow Joe on uh, MSNBC, uh, Cup of Joe, whatever it's called. Morning Joe, Morning Mika, I think that's what Bannon calls them. Well, anyway, they're building, they're, they were grilling the Biden... Um, a Biden spokesperson about Biden's documents. And, and Mika just comes right out and she says, how could, how could this happen? How could this happen? She's not saying, by the way, folks, how could this happen? That How could a president do this? She's mad because this foiled the entire Trump pr- uh, plan. This foiled the entire Trump plan because Biden is clearly, clearly more uh, mishandling documents on a, a, a higher level than, than anybody could ever even claim Trump was, which he wasn't, by the way. Plus, he was the president. They're mad because just the same thing as Joy Behar said on The View. We almost got him, and then this happens. We almost got him, and then this happens. 
Listen to Morning Mika and Slow Joe. They are not happy campers because they're screwed, and they know it. And it's going to make the Democrats look so bad for years and years to come. Roll that beautiful bean footage. President Ian Sams. Ian, thank you for being on the show this morning. As you just heard from Congressman Schiff, it's sort of... Uh, unusual to leave a skiff with anything that is classified, take home classified documents. How did this happen? Look, I think you've heard the president speak to this. You've heard the president's personal attorneys speak to this. That's why the president and his lawyers offered up access, unprecedented access, I should add, to every single room of the president's personal home to ensure that any documents that need to be properly in possession of the government are taken and are in proper possession of the government. So from the very beginning, when the team first discovered materials, they've handled this the right way. They've handled it responsibly with the proper authorities, first with the National Archives, then with the Department of Justice. Uh, and, and that may be a contrast to what we've seen in the last few years, but this is a president who believes in the rule of law, a president oh, who understands okay, the importance hold of on, an independent. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up the propaganda uh, truck for a second here. Whoa, whoa. This is a president who, under, who, who loves the rule of law and understands the rule of law and respects the rule of law. He just committed how many felonies well, he committed him over the last seven years, but how many felonies have come to light in the last two weeks that this man has committed? Are you kidding me? And the biggest difference is, point Dexter, Trump was president, and your guy was a vice president, true in a national depressor. Come on, man. Justice Department. And so he's giving them access to the information they need to conduct a thorough review. And, it's a, and the DOJ at the end of this review will be able to present the full set of facts. Okay, so I, I get, I mean, it didn't answer my question really, but I agree it's been handled completely differently. There's a big contrast to uh, the Mar-a-Lago documents. Put that aside for a second. How could this happen? <laughs> and do you agree having classified documents outside of where they should be is a serious issue? Yeah, look, the president takes this very seriously, as you heard him say multiple times in the last week. And, you know, I understand the question about how this happened. Yeah. And I think it's really important to understand that's exactly the type of thing a Justice Department investigation would be looking at. And so when you appropriately believe in the independence of a Justice Department to be able to conduct investigations free from undue influence and interference that this president has committed going all the way back to the campaign, you know, that is why we're deferring to the Justice Department to answer some of these questions. They're going to be tasked with finding all the facts, putting it all together, understanding exactly what happened, asking the questions. That's appropriate. That's why we're fully cooperating, to understand how this happened. And the president is giving them access to what they need to answer Does the DOJ need to tell the president why the president has classified documents in his home? I don't understand that. <laughs> well, Joe, I understand the question, and I think that it's really just gets to the heart of the matter. The DOJ is the one who's tasked with finding out all the facts here, and the DOJ is going to ask questions, and the DOJ is going to seek information. All right, and we're all being right, fully cooperative right. with Cut that process. We hope that that okay. process... So, who cares? Who cares about all of the noise? Right, by uh, uh, Bannon would say, focus on the signal, not the noise. Okay, then what? The noise is everything you just heard that nerd say to Morning Mika and Slow Joe. The signal is we're screwed. We don't know what to do. 
we're just kind of going through that, but we're doing, but we're handing it all over and we are cooperating. Well, great, 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 great. I wonder if they just, uh, apparently that's bail reform too, right? All these people out there committing crimes, heinous crimes, what's this, that, and the other. And, and they don't even have to pay bail anymore. They just let them out. Just let them out because they're cooperating. Everybody's cooperating. Yay, we're cooperating. Look at me, everybody. I'm cooperating. Yay, I'm cooperating. Who gives a shift? Nobody gives a shift if you're cooperating. We care that you did the crime. Now it's time for you to do the time. Nobody cares about you cooperating. Who cares? They're cooperating with law enforcement. Yeah, okay, cool. Now, because I I showed you that mess, I've got to show you this mess, and then we'll clean it up. And that is Bill Barr. Bill Barr and Bill Maher. Dumb and Dumber. The ambiguously gay duo, Bill Maher and Bill Barr. Bill Barr went on Bill Maher to defend his handling of the Mueller report, but really to bash Trump with Bill Maher. This is good. Folks, I wanna, I, the reason why I'm showing you this is because of this. President Trump is gearing up for another presidential run, and it's going to be bigger and badder and bolder and awesome, way bigger than 2016, okay? I want to name some names here, and I want you to tell me what they all had in common. Nikki Haley, Bill Barr, Mike Pence, Kellyanne Conway, Mike Pompeo. What do all these people have in common? They all worked for Mr. Trump, President Trump. He gave them great jobs, power. Some of them you may not even... Would anybody really care about or know Kellyanne Conway, who's married to the guy who probably has sex with kids, who heads up the Lincoln Project or works with the Lincoln Project? And they all turned on him. Every one of them. Every one of them turned on him. And some of them, Bill Barr, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, they all might put, well, Bill Barr won't, but the others, they're going to put their name in the hat to see who's going to be the biggest loser in the 2024 primaries. Because they're about to get a mud hole stomped in their proverbial swampy butts. And why? Why would anybody do that? Look, I don't even, I I don't think DeSantis is going to end up running because I don't think he wants to be looked at as somebody who got his, you know what, handed to him on the debate stage. All these guys, they're all going to jump in because they all have, oh, we think we're, we think we're special. We think we're powerful. And they're all going to lose. And they're going to lose so badly. They're going to lose so badly, and I can't wait. They're all backstabbers. They're all traitors. I just want to go to this video just for a few minutes. We won't play a lot of it. But you got to see this loser sit there and buddy up and cozy up with Bill Maher like some kind of a lap dog or something. Absolutely asinine. You came out against what Trump tried to pull off, which was stealing an election. So, you know, you're kind of, to me, a Liz Cheney Republican. Oh, yeah. Like I, I said all along, even though I wasn't very supportive of you, being very him. supportive of Donald Trump, which you were, at the end of the day, I said, there are certain Republicans who have a safe word. Like, <laughs> they'll let them get away with ab- absolutely anything. And it turned out that safe word was democracy. And people like... <laughs> I mean... We are not a democracy. We are a republic, literally a constitutional republic. steal the election. I mean, you, he asked you first. You were the head of the Justice Department. Look into it. See if there's any truth to the fact that... And, of course, this was one of the most honest well-run elections ever. What? And you told him, I think you said, it's bullshit. And you resigned. So, 
you're on that list, Jenny Page, where you know what I call as as good as it gets, Republicans. I, I mean that in the best way. First of all, he didn't resign. He got canned. So don't let that don't let that spin you into believing that Bill Barr is some kind of a hero who just could not stand Donald Trump. And then he sits there and says Donald Trump's tried to steal the election multiple times. And Bill the Blob Bar just sits there. Look at him. Let's. I, I, I got to still look at him. Look at his face. Look at him. Sitting there laughing about saying, this guy saying he tried to steal the election. Bill Barr knows damn well that Donald Trump didn't try to steal any election. And he doesn't even come out and say that. I'll take traitors who turned on Donald Trump for a thousand, please, Alex. But you say you still would vote for Trump again. Well, what I've said, I, I wouldn't uh, confronted uh, 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 with uh, the question, if Trump is the party's nominee and he's running against Biden, who would you vote for? And I said, it's hard for me to see. Uh, I just find it hard to, to, to believe that I could vote uh, against the Republican nominee under those circumstances, because I think the main threat to the United States and the main danger to our democracy, frankly, is uh, the, the sort of radical progressive movement. I'm not going to play you any more of it because it gets worse and worse and worse. He actually starts getting into bashing Trump even worse. But again, our democracy, our democracy, anybody who says that is an enemy to you, period. Now, you don't have to believe me. You don't have to feel the same way. My opinion is anybody who uses the word democracy, say, get away from me, Satan, and watch the devil flee. Do not have anything to do with that. We are not a democracy. Not a democracy at all. We have democratic processes in our constitutional republic, but if we were a democracy, then mob rule would rule. That's what Bill Barr wants. That's what Bill Maher wants. The ambiguously gay duo. That's what Nikki Haley wants. That's what Mom Jean's Mitt Rom- Mom Romney wants. That's what uh, Adam Kinzinger wants. That's what Liz Cheney wants. They want a democracy. So they're going to beat it into your head that we are a democracy and we are anything but. We're going to lock it down, folks. I've got one more. Um, man, we are running late on time, huh? All right, I've got one more sponsor. We've got two more uh, stories, and I hope you guys can stay with me. I apologize for running late. Um, but sometimes it is what it is. We got to get the news out and we got to get the news out no matter what. So let's do this right now, folks. I want to show you something real quick here. I haven't showed you this in quite a while, but I think it's important that you know how fast this can be done. I don't want to show my address, so I won't, but this is a demo real quick. This is a demo, ladies and gentlemen, this demo right here, and I'm flashing it real quick because I don't want you to see my address on here, but I've got to show you it's real. This is, would be a notarized copy, a real demo of them stealing my home, of somebody stealing my home. They did this when they showed this to me. They actually stole my home in 10 minutes. They literally stole my home in a mock-up in 10 minutes. Property fraud is the easiest way to steal from you. They don't care about your identity anymore because they can get the value of your home through stealing your home title. And it's that simple, folks. Get informed about property. Understand what title fraud is. Because if you don't, I guarantee you within the next 10 years, you will, be a tar- you will be a victim of this. And if you get a hold of Home Title Lock and go to them and call them now, set up a time to talk with them, they'll give you a free $100 uh, scan to find out if your title has ever been targeted in any way. And if it has, you, better, you might want to know about it uh, sooner rather than later. So again, folks, HomeTitleLock.com, it's less than 20 bucks a month, it's peace of mind, it's less than 300 bucks a year, and you have peace of mind over your home. You have home insurance, right? You have to, right? 
You don't want your home to burn down. You don't want some damage to happen to your home. Well, stealing your home is just as bad, folks, and they'll steal it right out from under you. So make sure you go to HomeTitleLock.com and use that promo code LFA today. And like I said, you will get a free $100 scan. All right. Now, earlier today, we talked about Elon Musk being attacked by the globalists, right? And how the globalists are coming after Elon Musk financially. They want him gone. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Elon Musk is the only man to ever lose $200 billion. The only man to ever lose $200 billion, he did so last year. Now, why? How did Elon Musk lose $200 billion? Easy. Buying Twitter and fighting the left. Buying Twitter and fighting the left. I'll guarantee you, had Elon Musk bought had Elon Musk bought Twitter and did not and, and caved to the left and, and ran the, the same way Jack Dorsey did, he'd be worth $200 billion more. But he's worth $200 billion less. He's no longer the richest man in the world. I guess when you got billions, it really doesn't matter. However, very similar to Donald Trump. Donald Trump was a billionaire, came in and fought for the people, and left with billions of dollars less than he had when he got there, unlike everybody else who's ever held elected office. Elon Musk, world's richest man, buys Twitter, goes against the left, just shows the truth, boom, he's lured $200 billion less, uh, less, and that's not it, folks. They want more. Now world leaders, literal world leaders, are meeting to find out whether or not they're going to sanction Elon Musk financially or whatever because of the way he's uh, handling Twitter. His own company that he bought, a private company. Check this out. Uh, our message was clear. We have the rules which, has to, which have to be complied with and otherwise there will be sanctions. <laughs> I think that uh, the confidence has been weakened and I, I had quite high level of confidence when it comes to Twitter. I have to say that we worked with knowledgeable people with the lawyers, with the sociologists who understood that they have to behave wow. in some decent way, wow. not to cause really big harm to the society. I always wow. felt that this, this notion of responsibility was there. So this is what I don't feel from uh, Elon Musk personally. So there you go. We got to get lawyers and sociologists to behave appropriately. And we can't have stuff like this disrupting or harming society. You mean free speech? Hold up. Do you mean, hold up, Sparkles. Do you mean free speech? Do you mean you can't let truth happen because it's a harm for the society that you built, the democracy that you built? Well, we're here to tear down democracy. We are here to tear down religion because religion is man-made and there's only one relationship with Christ. Everything outside of that, moot point, doesn't exist. We're here to destroy democracy because we are not going to have mob rule in the United States of America. We are here to destroy religion because we're not going to have mob rule with all these different denominations running all over the world without standing up against it. We're here to destroy the swamp. Because they clearly have been on the wrong side for a period of I don't know how many decades. And we're here to take over, not to take part. To quote Conor McGregor, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. We're here to do the same thing that you're here to do, Klaus Schwab. We're here to do the same thing that you're here to do, George Soros. 
We're here to do the same thing that you're here to do, uh, the EU commissioner. We're here to do the same thing that you're here to do, United Nations, WHO, WEF. We're here to do the same thing that you're here to do, NIH, Tony Fauci, Pfizer, Albert Borland, Albert Borland, Albert Borland, whatever his name is. We're here to do the same thing. The difference is we've got God on our side. And I've got a hat somewhere that says you can't beat God. So it must be true because I saw it on a hat. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before I get into this video showing you this loser baby killer who was down there protesting the March for Life, I do quickly got to tell you about this woke journalist who put out a piece saying that humans are no more valuable than animals and calls for a shift away from human-centered health care. Let me just say that one more time. I'm not going to get into the story. Woke medical journalist says humans are no more valuable than animals and calls for a shift away from human-centered health care. Having said that piece of ridiculousness, let's go to Washington, D.C., as this angry feminist, this baby-killing feminist, has some ignorant choice of words for the people who want to protect life. And we'll come back and we'll talk about this and react to it after we watch the video together. Side by side, please. Oh, let's go. The Supreme Court, which released the Dobbs decision in June, they have blood on their hands because there are women in this country right now sitting in emergency rooms with ectopic pregnancies, ruptured, bleeding into their abdomens, waiting for their blood levels to drop so that the doctor can perform emergent procedures on them. There's a lot of signs out here today regarding Gen Z that say I'm the post-Roe generation. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel very sad to know that so many kids have been brainwashed. What message do you have for all of the people here today who are marching for life? I would say choose actual life, which means taking care of the mother. We are not a Christian nation because according to the First Amendment, the First Amendment states Congress shall make no law regarding an establishment of religion. Period. Done. We are not a Christian nation. We are not a Jewish nation. We are not a nation of anything religious. We are a secular nation. In front of the Supreme Court, which released the Dobbs decision in June, they have... All right. All right. Let's come back from that. Let's, uh, let's break down the idiocy here, the ignorance of this uh, crazy feminist who clearly has uh, her wires crossed. Uh, first of all, we are a Christian nation. We are. She's quoting the First Amendment, right? She's quoting these documents that our founding fathers wrote. She's quoting it. She's the one who said, the First Amendment says, so we are not a Christian nation. Right there, boom. Okay, all right. (laughs) First of all, uh, you're quoting from a document that the people that wrote that document that you're quoting, uh, they were Christian. They also took all of their cues for the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and the, uh, the Federalist Papers uh, from a, a little old thing that we call the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> pretty much everything that we have built on, pretty much every founding document, every pillar of society, every moral compass that you and I share was built on Christianity. Number one. Number two, since she wants to quote these documents that were written by Christians in an attempt to build a Christian nation, which they did, she forgot to leave out another thing that she should have quoted and said that we are endowed 
with these unalienable rights, endowed. Sean Ferris said something very, very, very profound this morning. Very smart, by the way. He said, endowed by whom? If we are endowed with these unalienable rights, endowed by whom? George Washington? Did he endow us? Oh, was it Henry VIII? Was it the Pope? Who endowed us with these unalienable rights in this great country that we call the United States of America that was built on a Christian nation with Christian values? Oh, yeah. Uh, gods. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'd ask her to look at her money that she spends on that ridiculous haircut. And those ugly clothes and that stupid sign she's holding. What does it say on that money? Doesn't it say in God we trust? Isn't that weird? Is it that weird? <laughs> anyway, folks, I want to leave you with this and then we're out of here. Okay, well, first of all, first of all, no, 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 no. I do got to. I made a deal, so I got to make sure I sneak in the EnviroCleanse, okay? We got to clean this mess up. We got to clean up all that dirty stuff that that feminist, that angry baby killing feminist put in the air. And there's no better way to do that with an EnviroCleanse unit, ladies and gentlemen. No matter which model you get, it's about to clean. You know what we should do? The next time we go marching for life or anything else, if we're all involved, what we ought to do is we ought to tie a bunch of these Enviros cleansed together and just carry them and drag them and turn them on. And we'll use our four Patriot power uh, generator that's getting sun power and we'll power these bad boys. And we'll just, every time we go to uh, a place where there's going to be Antifa or baby killers or anything like that, we'll just have our EnviroCleanse units on and we'll just turn them on. And when they go, what are those, bombs? And we'll say, oh no, we're just cleaning up all the dirty air from all the nasty uh, stuff that you're regurgitating, the CNN propaganda that you're regurgitating. EnviroCleanse, ladies and gentlemen, go to ekpure.com, ekpure.com, ekpure.com. Use the promo code LFA and get yourself a nice little discount on one of these bad boys. And you don't even got to pay for the whole thing at once. You can buy it in installments. Clean up the dirty Democrat air and get yourself an EnviroCleanse. No, seriously, though, get one if you can. They're pretty amazing. Ask anybody in the chat. They'll tell you. Now, I want to leave you with this video from Joe Rogan, okay? Now, normally, I don't do a lot of Joe Rogan clips because... You know, Joe's not, uh, Joe is smarter than he says he is, by the way. Don't let Joe Rogan lie to you or, or, uh, or mislead you. Joe Rogan is very politically savvy. He'll say, I don't know anything about politics. Yeah, you do, Joe. But anyway, he's become more aware. He's become more self-aware of what's going on in this world. So he has on, um, he has on this guest who's talking about Carrie Lake and what happens in Carrie Lake. And I will say at the very end of this video, he drops an F-bomb. So just very viewer discretion advised, two-minute video. He drops an F-bomb at the end. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage right now. And again, folks, this is, um, this is uh, Joe Rogan talking about Carrie Lake and what happened with Carrie Lake. And I just thought this was amusing and thought you should see this. Are you a Carrie Lake supporter, bro? Yes. Um, I, I am a supporter of anyone that's an advocate for free speech, anti-censorship, and freedom and my rights. I'm in Arizona. I thought I was safe. Um, I'm not getting into it, but what they did to Carrie Lake, I, don't, I shouldn't go there. But there's Arizona was the last free place or one of them because, um, like, Texas is debatable. Florida is pretty free. Um, South Dakota is free. But Arizona, something – everyone needs to be paying attention to what happened there.
Yeah, the, the the irregularities when it came to the the reports that people had at the places where they were trying to vote is really wild. Like, I wish I knew what was true so I could actually comment on it. My What I witnessed uh, walking my dog in different neighborhoods was a lot of Cary Lake signs, and I didn't see one single one of Hobbs. Uh, and Katie Hobbs, like, her social media on Instagram had, like, 6,000 followers, on, like, literally on the election night, compared to Cary Lake's at, like, 300,000. And I'm like, you, th that means something. It doesn't necessarily prove anything, but my point is that people I was talking to, she had a huge, huge, huge following. She was doing all the debates. Katie Hobbs hid. But I know what happened. I mean, I don't have proof. What do you think happened? Are you allowed to say these things? Right? These are the things that they go like what this do you to you, think? Joe. If you, go, you know what I mean? This is like one of those things for you. you they, they go so like this you to you. you think there was some manipulation that led to someone else winning? Perhaps. You'd have to be stupid not to conclude that. If anyone that's looked into this, you would have it's an insult it's insulting my intelligence to think that something let me just say it like this. I just have some questions, that's all. Well and all like, the people that were was it Maricopa County? Is yes. that the the area where they had the most irregularities were also the most Republicans? Yes. Well, yeah. I mean Maricopa County has a lot of blue to it too, but listen, so, Trump Lake won has there. provided no evidence to support her claims of election fraud. Oh, this is on Newsweek.com, which is totally unbiased. Yeah. Are you a Carrie Lake supporter, bro? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I am a supporter of anyone that's an All advocate right. for free speech, anti-censorship, right, and on. freedom and my rights. It's almost done. Uh, and what she said, a reporter asked her, was pressing her on the 2020 election involving Donald Trump, and she said it very eloquently. She said, she asked the reporter, I'm asking you, do you really think that Joe Biden got 81 million votes? And the reporter's like, do you think so? She's like, no, I'm just asking you. Do you think he did? She's like, I have questions and so do Arizonans. And that's all I'm saying. I just have some questions. I'm allowed to ask questions. I think a lot of people voted for Joe Biden. Would a lot of people vote again? I don't think so. And I think that's why they're looking into his fucking classified documents that he got in the backseat of his Corvette. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the Democrats think that too. They're trying to sink that dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There I, mean, you go. I don't know Hold jack on. shit about politics. He says, they're trying to sink that dude. So even Joe is starting to politically understand what's going on here. They're trying to sink that dude. But I think the most disturbing part of that video was this guy was utterly afraid to say what was on his mind. He was utterly afraid to say the truth. How scary is that? How scary is that that we live in a world now where that guy said, are we allowed to say this? Are we allowed to say this? I don't know what I am and what I'm not allowed to say, are we, are we good? Can we, say, can we say this stuff? That right there, ladies and gentlemen, lets you know how much trouble this country is in. Are we allowed to say this? We allowed to friggin' say this? Uh, yeah. Last I checked. Anyway, I gotta leave you guys with this laugh and this smile. Uh, what do you call Joe Biden on vacation? Peter Eakin. ha <laughs> Joe Biden's, come on, man, I used, to, I used to hang around with the black schools and the churches and, and I know a lot of Puerto Rican neighborhoods and, and corn pop. And, uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, anyway, I got to go on vacation. You can call me uh, Peter Rican. <laughs> Not Puerto Rican, Joe. Pedo Rican. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I thought that would leave you with a nice laugh today. Anyway, folks, listen, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one 
Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I love each and every one of you. Please make sure you go to JeremyHarrell.com. If you can, please become a one-time or a monthly donor. Rumble rants have been kind of uh, dropping off a little bit, so any way, shape, or form you can help out, we appreciate it. And do not forget that we have a $15 an item uh, overstock sale going on at JeremyHarrell.com right now, folks. Uh, Thank you so very much. Uh, Like I said, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you at 9 a.m. for more Rise Up. Until then, do me a favor and rumble every other video that we put on on today's uh on today's network uh, for 223-23, or 123-23. Thank you, guys. I'll see you in the morning. God bless you, and have a good night. Peace.